Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Latch Mama podcast. If this is your first time listening um, and you are a mom or parent in the trenches of parenthood, this podcast is for you. Um, We like to kind of talk about daily mom situations and we like to kind of just bring light to the fact that it's all hard all the time. Um, Today, we are going to be talking about those big kid emotions um, and kind of what we like to call temper tantrums and kind of how to navigate our way through them gently or to the best that we can do. Um, We have Susan Townsend Holt with us today, who is a family life coach. Um, And we're going to be talking about different ways um, that we can navigate um, those big emotions and different tools that um, we can use as a family um, to help our kids. You're listening to Latch Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Wirt, busy mom of six and owner of LatchMama.com. Join us each week as we talk about pregnancy, breastfeeding, postpartum, and all things motherhood. Hi, Susan. How are you? I am well. Thanks, Melissa. This is fun. <laughs> um, so why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself um, and how you became locally, definitely, the uh, kind of temper tantrum guru in Richmond as as far as far (laughs) as I know um, every article that I've written that I've read locally uh, has always been written about you about temper tantrums yeah well uh I am a family life coach, and I think that'd be the first thing to understand is I'm not a life coach. The reason I'm a family life coach is it's sort of a subset. It's about, with me, the way I coach is I try to help the whole family. So if I coach someone with four kids, I'm, and they say, hey, I really want to work on Robert. I got to fix that boy. You know, mm-hmm. I'll say, I'm sorry. This is about more than Robert. Everybody's going to have a voice. Everybody needs to be, be cared for. And we all need to be able to connect with each other better. So social emotional skills is what I'm really big on. Communication. Okay. okay. And I'm also, um, I'm also a parent educator. I go in and help teachers with this uh, type of approach with, it's just positive parenting. I mean, the okay. research is all out there. It's okay. just so, so good. And um, I'm also the Family Life Coach, Family Life Coaching Association chair just recently. Um, and that is an organization that's only five years old. Okay. And what we do is we are, we are the hub for all the family life coaches that want to be with us to help them help families. Okay. So our whole goal is to help families be healthier and happier and produce resilient children that they will actually launch. <laughs> wow. Okay. Goals. That's Hashtag the goal. goals. <laughs> um, okay. So let's just jump right in. All right. Is that okay? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I was explaining to Susan when we first started about this TikTok, which unfortunately I have not been able to find to show to her, but it was something that I stumbled on. It was about this woman trying to explain to her child why the banana would go back together and solutions. And the child apparently was having a temper tantrum, but it was a fake child. And hmm. it was just the, the, the woman was dressed perfectly. The kitchen was clean. It was like all of these different elements to it. <laughs> and my takeaway from it was, yeah, that was great. That was super gentle parenting. But is this truly what we're putting out there and showing moms like this is what you're supposed to do? Because I think that 
when something is shown on social media, there's a whole bunch of different messages coming. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I really kind of wanted to boil this down and kind of talk about it on a podcast because we're going to take away kind of some of the other stuff that you kind of get hit with senses wise when you look at social media. And I want to talk about kind of the, the biological stuff that is happening, especially in those early years, maybe in children. We'll start there. Um, you shared with me a beautiful diagram of a brain. Uh-huh. And can you talk a little bit about um, how the ch- how a child's brain develops um, and the different areas that you've kind of highlighted on this thing? Sure. This is one of the first things when I get a client. Um, uh, the parents need to understand the why. Okay. And, and actually, it's not why p- kids have temper tantrums. It's why any of us have meltdowns until mm-hmm. we're 90 years old. Yep. Um, because what happens is our emotional brain, especially when we're young, is underdeveloped, uh, so overdeveloped, and is more developed than our thinking brain. Our thinking brain is the last part of our brain to develop. So our emotions take over mm-hmm. and hijack the ability to think. So... so yeah. What? Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. You're good. So it downloads. So if we if we have a threat, there's an mm-hmm. amygdala um, cluster of neurons in the limbic system in the in the feelings part of the brain, and it's constantly surveying the input, and unfortunately, it reacts with fear mostly, and it sees the input as threats, and it is designed to help us survive. So it is a very basic instinct for a child to look at, you know, a big dog or whatever, and kind of say this is a threat to me, or I didn't get my toy, Yeah, <laughs> more exactly. likely. Yeah. This is the threat to me, and therefore I'm going to download to the reptilian brain, which is all about survival, mm-hmm. fight, flight, and yep. freeze, and let go because they get all of this cortisol and stress mm-hmm. hormones coursing through their bodies. And that is a natural response because that allows them to survive. Now, what we have to teach them, and I've got on my diagram going up the steps, it's mm-hmm. like going up the steps from the reptilian brain through the emotional brain up to the feelings brain. And we have to teach them ways to handle those big emotions, those big feelings that say, I'm going to die if I don't get that toy. And then you teach them to use their words. You there you go. Them. It's yeah. that words piece. The I words feel like that is like, them. if you guys take nothing from this podcast (laughs) this like it it took me a lot of kids to get here and it took me probably therapy myself it took me reading it took a lot of things to learn therapy to to learn (laughs) that the the disconnect between like what's happening inside of your body and being able to actually put words to Mm -hmm. those feelings Mm -hmm. is like basically 101 with the brain Mm is like if there's a disconnection there like all those a lot i mean you can you can correct me because I don't know this for sure. But my guess is, is that the temper tantrum is just the overwhelming. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And they yes. can't put they can't put words to it. And so until they can put words to it, we can't really help them. But teaching them that at a really young age, mm-hmm. I feel like is going to benefit them in the future as well. Correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've worked with a family with a three year old who was very mm-hmm. jealous of his little baby and you may be in this situation, of his little baby sibling uh-huh. who always had the mom's attention because she was nursing him. Yep. And so we taught the three-year-old how to stomp his feet mm-hmm. and say, I'm mad. And then he didn't have to go into a temper tantrum. So yeah. you teach replacement behaviors and it actually works. But it takes a while. That's, I don't know. It's just, it's, I mean, it's like, why would you ever want to teach a kid to stomp their feet and say they're mad? And like, that was kind of where I was at. Like, cause I, I feel like, isn't that acting out, but it's not. That's it's channeling a, these very natural feelings. And, and teaching them out. at a very young age that feelings aren't bad and that feelings are okay. And that we all can have them. 
Well, fascinating. here's a phrase I love. If you bury an emotion, uh-huh. you bury it alive. Okay. How about that? Wow. And it I just like it. means it will not go away. It needs to be processed. It needs to be dealt with. You need to get it out one way or another. Mm-hmm. If you teach, I'm always talking about calming corners and angry boxes. Mm-hmm. You just let them learn. See, here's, here's the main thing. We parents, we keep thinking we have to calm our kid down. Mm-hmm. We have to teach them to calm themselves down. Absolutely. We have to offload this mm-hmm. or you will always be the referee. Absolutely. You will always be the external calmer downer. Yeah. Or, or you'll use devices until they've got, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, they're glassy eyed. Absolutely. So because the devices are a passive thing, they can look at a device and you think, oh, now she's calm. No, what she's done is she is hooked into that device and now she she's feels like she's okay. Too. And she's buried. She hasn't learned to say how she's feeling. Yeah. And she hasn't learned that, oh, if I need to calm down, I need to go run around the block. Yeah. I need to get on my bike. I yeah. need to yell at in my corner. I need to tear up a piece of paper and throw it in the basket, but something that lets them mm-hmm. get it out. Now with six kids, I don't know. Is that even <laughs> so, yeah, feasible? No, absolutely. Absolutely. It is. And you know, one of the biggest takeaways I've had by, you know, kind of making all of these children is that every single one of them is different. There and you go. Emotionally, my oldest struggles more than my youngest does go. sometimes. Um, and, you know, learning these tools have been more, has been more focused on the fact of like, how can we help him? But then as we have helped him, you know, it helps everybody else. But you were talking about like the jealous three-year-old. So number five in our family, Catherine, I will name her. I will not just call her number five. (laughs) Um, She is like two and some change, almost two and a half. Um, and she's gotten to this thing where she wants me to put her pajamas on her every night. Mm-hmm. And normally at that point, I'm lying in bed nursing the baby mm-hmm. because the baby's done. So mm-hmm. it's seven thirty. picture five, you know, four other kids running around in different states of dress, undress, you know, everybody's getting separated, kind of going to their rooms. It's, it's just about bedtime. And Catherine wants me to put her pajamas on her, which would mean I have to unlatch the baby, which means the baby was going to cry. Mm-hmm. And, we've done this battle for the last few months. The baby's what four months now old now. And I finally looked at her the other night and cause it's a really hard time of day for me too. Cause I'm exhausted. I am ready. I yeah. am ready for it to be quiet. I'm yep. ready to read a book. I'm ready to just like have me time. And I looked at her and I said, you know what, Catherine, I was like, are you ups- Are you mad? Cause mama, me pajamas on. And I'm like, okay, honey. And I said, would you like me to put the baby down? Yes, mama. And I was like, you know what, Catherine, you matter. I was like, and I'm going to put the baby down. She goes, but baby going to cry. She goes, but me cry too. And so she kind of realized that, that if I didn't put the baby down, she was going to cry. If I put the baby down, Mm -hmm. you know, the baby was going to cry. But just by making that like little switch where I was like, okay, it's okay. The baby's going to cry for the 15 seconds. It takes me to put my pajamas, put pajamas on Catherine. But you know, what's amazing is then Catherine goes down peacefully. So Mm -hmm. she doesn't cry. She gets that literally it's 15 seconds with me Mm -hmm. where I tell her that she matters, that her emotions matter. And then she goes down in most cases, she'll go to sleep peacefully and nicely soothes herself. Well, you have just deposited in her emotional bank account. Yeah. So, but I mean, and she needed that just (laughs) for that. I know, but it's so funny because it took me so long to realize like, no, like she's like, it was this battle of wills of like, I don't want the baby to cry, but you know what? Who's to say the baby's more, it's, oh, it's mostly big so family sweet. stuff, but 
at the same time, it was acknowledging that she had a feeling that she may or may not be able to put words to helping her find the words to it. Yes. And then validating it. Yes. And, and that is, that is what is um, true. Like even when parents tell me, okay, I've even watched this. Um, A little one will bite a parent Mm -hmm. and the parent will laugh. Because they don't want the little one to feel bad that they bit. And I'm sorry, it, no, they need yeah. to feel yeah. bad that they bit. And yeah. I don't say the parents should bite back because yeah. I never believe in, in violence mm-hmm. or physical, that type of thing, reactions. But I do believe that if you take the baby and you say, ow, mm-hmm. that hurts. Mm-hmm. What you did with Catherine mm-hmm. is you started her empathy. Mm-hmm. She began to have empathy for you mm-hmm. that you would have to put a baby down and yep. the baby would cry. Mm-hmm. That's super duper. But you also gave her just enough so mm-hmm. that when a when a child has a temper tantrum, they are basically, I've heard this from a wonderful author named Tina Fagel. She's in our Family Life Coaching Association. She wrote a book called Present Moment Parenting, How to Deal with an Intense Child. Mm-hmm. And what she says is that when the child is having a temper tantrum, they are not screaming at you. They're screaming for you. Now, you don't want to hear that when you have six kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, everybody yeah, screams no. for me all the time. Yeah. But if you can deal with those intense emotions mm-hmm. and say, I know you're upset. And that's mm-hmm. what my calm method is about. Just yep. take one second and say, I know you're upset. Mm-hmm. Or are you upset? Depending on how old the kid is, a question is wonderful for older kids. Mm-hmm. They don't want you to assume anything. So if you say, oh, my gosh, are you feeling upset right now? And then if he corrects you, that's great. Then he's using his words. Mm-hmm. No, I'm really just frustrated because you did this instead of that. Mm-hmm. So it just takes a moment to say I'm connecting with you the C is for connect Mm -hmm. and then you can have the drawbridge sort of open up so that now they can say okay I'm safe with you you see me I can have a conversation with you about this or however age, whatever age they are. But that see me thing is so cool because that is what they want. They want to connect with you. And then I, mean, it, I feel like that's human nature connect in general, one way right? or another. They are. Yeah. I mean, it's so we're going to, I, I, I want to go through the letters because I, okay. I think it's, I think it's a great kind of exercise to go through the steps. I am going to preface this by saying <laughs> that this, these steps sound fantastic. And I think that well, the steps you. are goals but i also think that like you said before we started today like just take one thing away Mm -hmm. you know take one thing away from this podcast don't feel like you have to get all of these steps right all the time um but it is pretty cool though when even at a really really young age and i see it in some of my kids now that i can slow down enough and guys i can slow down enough because most of the time we have two nannies and my mom's in town and my husband's present so like I, I I can slow down with six kids because of the support that well, I built into that's my life. You saying, yeah, and it's and I and I built it. I built it into my life on on purpose because this stuff is I found as I've parented longer is important. Um, but let's go through the calm method. So this is the method you've developed mm-hmm. to help work through moments of big emotion difficult yeah difficult conversations it can be difficult conversation with a teenager it can be a just a big emotion big feelings with a little one but um before i get into that i really want to underscore what you're saying about how i don't want parents to feel like there's a magic wand they Mm -hmm. know that we all know that. Yep. I've raised children myself. But sometimes you feel like, you know, like that TikTok that you saw. Mm-hmm. Well, that's very contrived. Mm-hmm. Um, but the underlying point is to connect. 
Yep. Okay, so however you connect is, is important and to connect mm-hmm. with the feelings. We need to read our children books about feelings. There's some fantastic stuff out there that's on all different levels mm-hmm. so that they will be able to connect. But there is other stuff out there. Have you seen The Mom Reporter? Uh, no. Holy cow. It is so funny. It is a true reporter and she's mm-hmm. standing oh, yes. with a I microphone. Oh, yes. I have seen it. I have seen it. Yes. A play microphone. Yes, where she is like just reenacting like what is happening. With her two-year-old. With her two-year-old. That yep. she was in a terrorist lockdown yep. with her two-year-old. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. He's the terrorist. Yep. I mean, it's hilarious, but it's real. Mm-hmm. I mean, then yep. you know. Um, And then there's also a wonderful goal for us to have. There's mm-hmm. another... Um, uh, I guess it was uh, Instagram or something that went viral, and it's Savannah calling nine one one. She is five years old, okay. and because she had a proactive parent who mm-hmm. was thinking ahead, like mm-hmm. you're start, you're doing, yeah. you know, what can I do to help this child have some tools so they can cool, they can calm themselves? Mm-hmm. She has definitely been trained to keep a cool head. Her yep. husband, her father, has fallen to the floor mm-hmm. with a heart attack. Wow. Okay. She calls 911 and then they record the dispatcher saying everything to her. And all she's saying is stuff like, I think he's not breathing. And will you be here soon? And then when the fireman, he says, now I want you to know that the firemen are almost there. She says, well, I'd better change my clothes. I'm in my jammies. <laughs> That's so cute. So you, then you get, yeah. oh yeah, she's five. Yeah. You know, but she's very calm and she has learned to cool herself down and to have the empathy to know that daddy is hurt. Mm-hmm. So she can't pull on his t-shirt and say, yep. get up, get up. Yep. She says, I, yep. I need to be here for you. And that's what we're trying to teach is character in our children, but not all at once. <laughs> it's a long, <laughs> it's, a long it's a long, long process. Okay. But the reason I like calm is because it, um, it's nothing new. I've just put it in a acronym because I've just done a bunch of research over the last 10 years of doing this coaching. And this is something that you can remember easily. Okay. So connect us first. I wanted people to have actual words they could use. And if you say you're angry, you're sad, you're frustrated. I know it's hard. And then hush. Yeah. We parents, we just talk, 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 like I'm doing now. Yeah. No, but it's really funny. Like uh, in our hush. household, yeah. um, my husband is much better at this than <laughs> I am. Um, and it's funny because his mom will come two. over and she'll demonstrate it. And I'll understand why he's much better at it than yeah. I am. And then my yeah. mom's there and my mom is just as bad as it at it as I am. So, I mean, it's very, it's very understanding. It's very generational, but like my mom will look at my kids, which we're all working on it together. So I'm sure she listens to this podcast, but you know, <laughs> she'll be like, you're fine. And I'll, oh, and, no. and I'll, and I'll feel myself <laughs> do the same thing. Like somebody will stub the t- their toe and I'm like, okay, I'm going to kiss it. Well, you're fine. You yep, know, move on. Yeah, Whereas my husband is like, holds them and ask them where it hurts and ask them how it happened. And like, you know, like literally wants to know the full story, oh, wants to know their thoughts so on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is, yeah, it, really. it is, it, 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 it's great. And it's probably the way that it needs to be, but we've got six of them Listen. and we have a multi-million dollar business and we have, yeah. you know, three dogs and three cats and two goats and nine chickens. And, you know, I mean, there's, there's always something going on, but, it's wonderful to see because I actually have somebody in my household that shows it, you know, demonstrates it for me and reminds me. Oh, and he will call me out in a heartbeat. He'll be like, hey, Melissa, you just told him to stop crying. Do you even know why he's crying? And I'm like, oh, no, my. I don't, you know. So I think the connect thing is super, super okay. important. And, so. and know that you have to find what works for your family. As a coach, no, I never I, tell people to do it a certain way. No, I mean, this is, just no, I mean, this is right. This but, is something I struggle with. Well, and I'm, I can own my... I'm speaking to your husband too. Yeah. I mean, he he may yeah. be taking too long uh, because what 
what yeah, we need no, to he's, do. He's good at this. He's, he's good not. At- he's not good at everything, guys. <laughs> but he's he's good. He's good at this first That's part. That's sweet. Yeah, and no, he good. might do it to you too. You know, when you're upset, I hope he says, "Hmm, I don't get tell upset. me about this." Oh, you never do. I don't get upset oh, well, because hey, let's model. let's talk back about it though. Because let's talk about generationally. I don't normally get upset because my mom said, you know, like you're okay. Does, do you understand what I'm saying here? Yeah. So if you look at that, like I'm not going to necessarily get upset in a situation where. Have you got tools that keep you from getting upset? Oh, I, what I do don't you know. Do? I, I don't. I, I, you just yeah, don't want to go I, I don't know. I know. No, 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 no. But, Let's but, talk but about I, this, Melissa. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is, is that it's very easy to see. Generation, generationally when you step back and you look at the bigger picture oh, totally we and get I so mean, much from our parents yeah and in some ways i mean i feel like this company is what it is and our family is what it is because i don't always slow down you are cool i don't though. exactly mm-hmm. so i mean there's definitely i feel like benefits to both sides but there there's a middle ground somewhere but and see that's what you're doing for your children your children see you not getting em- emotional yeah. and your children hopefully will learn tools they'll say yeah. oh i need to go off and deep breathe deeply so i can yeah. be like mom yeah but with your or your husband, like hey let's not scream at every like time yeah. we bump our elbow on yeah. the wall but like, you're not like, smacking like, them and saying hush up and yeah exactly figure it out for so yourself. There, there's a middle ground somewhere but it's very interesting to see people come to relationships especially especially parenthood relationships with different skills and different skill sets because we were all raised that's you know in different fun yeah and really the fun it is fun we're going to use that word (laughs) another great word is interesting interesting so interesting interesting and fun okay so we validate so yes so that's it and you do it quickly as you need to we're helping them find words Yes. To name their feelings that they're having. Name it to tame it. That's what yes. Dan Siegel says. Which He's is another amazing author. Which is a great life skill. Because mm-hmm. if you can teach that, like I have one that came out of the womb being able to do it. He's, because I have so many so of them. Sweet. He's four. Four? Yeah, he's four. And he will tell you. He will walk up to you and be like, mom, I'm angry. Mom, I'm sad. Mom, I'm very frustrated about this. How did he learn that? Um, I have no idea. (laughs) Um, Maybe he was put on the planet to teach me. I have no idea. But he's still to this day, like he is, his his like first word I think was like frustrated. Like I mean, he will walk up to you and he will try and tell you exactly how he's feeling. And it makes him makes him much easier to parent. Mm-hmm. Much easier to parent. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't want to hear it. Sometimes I'm like, okay, that's great. You're frustrated. <laughs> go play with your sibling. But <laughs> or go talk to your older brother. Yeah. See, this well, is another thing that, yeah, I, yeah well, yeah. maybe not in your family. Yeah. But I do I do find that with my clients, the older children and the younger children start teaching each other. Uh-huh. I mean, the, yeah. the kids in the back seat of the car, one parent said, I couldn't believe it. My little boy said, how are you feeling? To my, to my, to his little sister. Oh, yeah. And then you have kids who say, "Calm down," yeah. you know. And mm-hmm. they, they take take their six year old brother. The six year old brother was um, upset. Let's see, the three year old daughter was upset, and he said, "Mom, um, my uh, Mary mm-hmm. needs to take some big breaths." Wow. You know, and then yeah. I, I taught a little one how to, because I did a lot of teaching, and I taught a little one how to use a pinwheel to blow the uh-huh. breath. And the next time the parents came to see me, she said, do you know she ran and got a pinwheel for me the last time I was upset? Oh, that is so why sweet. I'm a family life coach. Yeah. Want all the kids to help each other with yeah. these things. And that's then you really commend cool. that. You say, yeah. oh, that's so loving. You don't say, what a good kid. You yeah. say, that's so loving. You use the character piece. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. So I like it. It, okay. it happens. It happens. Yeah. So anyway, the, the C is for connect first and the A is for assert. Now, okay. that's the boundaries. In okay. my parenting pyramid, which you could see on my website, first is unconditional love. That's the connecting piece. That's I'm safe for you. You can tell me. 
Okay. Then you get to the boundaries because if you don't give your kids boundaries, they are chaotic. They don't know where to go. They don't know what to think because they don't know where you will stop them and where their, their choice means they can get chaotic and nobody will stop them. And that makes them feel chaotic inside. Okay. So we give them firm, what, what I have a mentor who says firm and friendly, firm and friendly boundaries. So that means you say it in our house, we do no name calling. Mm-hmm. This is not what we remember. We've talked about this because mm-hmm. I'm a proactive parent yep. and I use positive parenting mm-hmm. techniques. So little Richard, we do not. Why did I say little Richard? But anyway, <laughs> Richard, we do not. Only some people of some ages will understand yeah. that anyway. Um, <laughs> we do not name call. Now, what, how can you do that differently? Oh, and because we don't use name calling because it's not loving and our family is loving. Mm-hmm. So that's the character piece. You've got the boundary. He already knows this. We've talked about it. Mm-hmm. And so then you can say things like, well, I've got in my calm thing. No, throwing toys is not what we do in this family. We're kind and loving. I just believe in ca- in, in connecting mm-hmm. everything to character mm-hmm. because you want a kind and loving and peaceful family. Mm-hmm. Now that, you know, that's mm-hmm. kind of like Nirvana. <laughs> but you want more progress toward that every day. And yeah. you want the kids to look for that. You want the kids to be proud of themselves for being kind and loving, not for being abrasive. And, mm-hmm. and, and if somebody hurts you, this is how my dad did. My dad was my best um, psychologist. If I came home and I said, Sally hurt me today, mm-hmm. she kicked me in the shins. You know what he'd say? What do you, what do you think uh, a parent might say if his knee jerk reaction, if he saw his daughter hurt? Uh, I'm going to go kick her in the shins. There you go. That's what I'm going to call her parents. Yep. Or I sure hope you got back at her. Yeah. Or if you're a really great parent, you might say, what'd you do to deserve that? Oh, <laughs> but what he would say is, I wonder what's going on in Sally's home. Wow. Yeah. I wonder what's going on with Sally. And I'd say, yeah, she probably had a bad day today. Not that he wow, invalidated where I am, dad. but he was always teaching yeah. me how to look under the hood. Yep. Yeah. There's got to be a reason. Okay. So asserting means that you're saying, I believe mm-hmm. in character. We have talked about character in this family. This is mm-hmm. not the first time we've heard this. And this is, this is crossing our boundaries as a family. And then you get to the learning moment. If you've connected and you've reminded them of something that's not a surprise, you set them up for success by preaching this ahead of time. Then they get into a learning mode. That's the L. Make it a teachable moment. Lord knows everything's can a teachable we, a moment. Can Go we ahead. sidestep a little bit? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think once I saw you get your eyes to maybe, like, yeah. Hmm. I mean, I think once you get to maybe the six, seven, eight, you can say, hey, you're being a bully. We've talked about this before. We're yeah. kind and loving in our house. Da, yeah. da, 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 But I mean, what do you do with the three-year-old who's throwing a toy and you say, no, we're kind and loving. And then they chuck the toy at your face. Then again, then you pull them away and say, no more toys tonight. You're kind and loving. And that was not nice. That is unacceptable. Okay. So then they, no more toys. Then they throw themselves on the floor and they say, I'm not going to bed. Mm -hmm. What happens then? Mm -hmm. Well, that's a manipulative temper tantrum. There are two kinds of temper tantrums. The manipulative ones say, I'm going to be a a monster until you get me what you want or until you give me what I want. Okay. But they're also having feelings at that point. They are because they didn't get what they wanted, but they're not feeling kind and loving. And they're like, screw this. Like, what am I supposed to do now? They're not feeling heard, correct? Because they're probably throwing that toy for a reason. Yeah. And they've got to learn that that's not how you get attention. You get attention by calming yourself and then doing it right. And you can have a do over. You can have a make it right. You can say, but if they're in the middle of their temper tantrum, remember that is the limbic hijack. 
They okay. cannot yep. hear you. Okay. You can't look at them and say, honey, I really want you to breathe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it yeah. won't happen. It's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> so you just let them go. Now, if they're going to hurt themselves, you have to stay close mm-hmm. to them or hold them or whatever. Mm-hmm. I've seen uh, teachers hold parent, hold kids in their laps who are just flailing. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, boom, they calm down. Mm-hmm. So if your child is the kind that calms down when being held, now you have some children who can't stand to be touched. Then, yeah, they need to let it out. But then you always need to debrief after it's done. Maybe when they're calm and it's in bath time or something yep. like that, you say, and try to find the positive. Honey, I'm so glad you calmed down today. I bet, I bet it helped to have, mm-hmm. um, to have me near. Or okay. I bet it, uh, did it help when I hugged you or mm-hmm. something like that. Three-year-olds are still so close to two-year-olds. Yep. They're just in the emotion. Mm-hmm. So you just have to be safe for them and make sure that they can get it out and then go on and then make sure that in a quiet moment you say, when we throw toys, mm-hmm. well, what happened, Mary? And mm-hmm. Mary, I'll say, I didn't get to play it with, pl- play with it anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's going to happen every time, Mary. Your consequences and your boundaries must happen every time or they've mm-hmm. got you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> they've got you. Yep. Okay. So does that help? Yeah, and no, it, it does. It's, I just, I just don't want people want. to think that you can say to most two-year-olds and three-year-olds, no. we don't throw toys in this family. We're a kind family. And then suddenly we're on to step three where we all learn from it and we all go off and no, sit they, down and eat they're dinner. Because that's it out. not, not going to happen. Yeah. They're going to get times. it out. I've seen families where the kids would like throw um couch cushions and things Mm -hmm. that's totally that would never have happened if they didn't get ahead of it and say no we don't throw cushions that's I I use my mama voice it's unacceptable and then this is what we're going to do instead and you grab the kid and you take them to the calming down corner or you uh sit with them until they can get done with it about throwing couch cushions there's a four-year-old who does uh, there's a six-year-old and, and nine-year-old at my house that throws it every day. And <laughs> I prefer the couch cushions being thrown instead of the harder toys. Well, if that's I mean, safer I mean, for your family, it, it go with cou- it. I mean, it's couch cushions being thrown because they're playing, not couch cushions. Oh. Not couch cushions to be thrown to be mean or angry or something, feeling an emotion. It's a it's big just, toy. Yes. Okay. Anyways. That's different. <laughs> So, all right. So how do we make this a teachable moment? So then, so then, um, and I'm thinking, you know, the, the older they are, the more words they can use, the more Mm -hmm. abstract they can think. So yeah, when you're two and three, you have to adapt to your child, but you do give the message that whatever it is you're crying about, if this Mm -hmm. is a manipulative temper tantrum and you give the kid a toy and they Mm -hmm. immediately dry up, Mm -hmm. then you've proven that was Mm -hmm. a temper and that, and that they gotcha. And can we talk about the fact that sometimes... Sometimes you have We're to. We're going to do that. Sometimes. Okay. You know, Thanks. I think something that will help you, Melissa. <laughs> what? <laughs> Let me give you a little phrase. I learned in my research one time. Okay, here she has yes. a multi-million dollar to- yes. company and I'm saying, let me help you. No, no, but, no, no. Help me. No, I just think it's really funny. But seriously, I, okay, go ahead. it's just so, it's so overwhelming. It is so overwhelming it, what you're dealing with. But it, <laughs> okay, there are two phrases I want to give you. One is that yes. if you do the best with your children uh-huh. emotionally, yes. 60% of the time, okay, your children will grow up healthy emotionally. 60%. 60 Does that give you a little birth there? If, if you do the best, hold on. If you, if do the b- you can be calm and teach a tool instead of like, instead yeah. of throwing cushions yeah. in a bad way, yeah. you take the cushions down and you say, you can do this instead. You can jump up and down on your, uh-huh. your, or I'll take the dog out with you, or yeah. we're going to get rid of this emotion in a safe way. We're uh-huh. not going to hurt anything. Okay. If you can do that 60% of the time, not a hundred percent time, okay. you will still have healthy children. <laughs> 
Okay. Okay. Yeah, no. Most I mean, parents it's good. are like, oh, no. good. I've got some margin of error. Yeah, no. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying that I, I don't. I mean, I think every once in a while, if a kid is having a temper tantrum because they want a lollipop, giving them a lollipop is is not you have so to you're choose. saying so you're you saying 40% of the time I can give them a lollipop and yeah. they're still going to be okay. You can choose your battles. All right. But don't give them a lollipop if they've just hit their friend. Yeah, no, Never, I'm not going to lo- give them a I'm lollipop for hitting their friend. I'm not going to give them a lollipop for hitting their friend, but if they're on the floor <laughs> and they're crying and I have to make dinner and they're crying because they want a lollipop, yeah, you gotta get I'm going to give them a lollipop and yep. I can do that 40% of the time is what you're saying. And yes, they're going to be okay. I, I hear this percentage okay. being very important. All right. Okay. No, it's just yes. how many times out of 10 does that <laughs> give me the opportunity to give them a lollipop? Now you got to calculate it for each child. Oh, yeah. But okay. see, as your children learn yeah. social emotional behavior, and they're yeah. learning it in school, this um, is very. Oh, they're homeschooled. Okay. Well, that's a little different. <laughs> but you can learn it anywhere. And the bottom line is if your children no, are socially fine. emotional, yes. and you're doing great. If they are healthy, then they can help each other. And you really need to start calling do. on each other. Uh, no, absolutely. Other. They do. There I mean, I'll go. look at somebody and say, you know, like, hey, you just accidentally hurt your brother he's crying now what do you think we should be doing and Good, it's that's like a question you know and it's like oh i should be asking him if he's okay Good. i should be giving him a hug Good. i should be asking him what he needs so yeah i mean we're we're okay i just i you just are. don't want anybody to listen to this and think that like giving in is going to make it so no. they have terrible you gotta choose children. your every battles. once in a while you have to choose your battles okay. absolutely i'm so glad you said that yeah, we are all human and there's no yeah. such thing as a perfect Absolutely. parent or a perfect yeah. family. Okay. So when you want to get in, into learning, mm-hmm. um, something that's been very comfortable for people, I follow another coach called Amy McCready with Positive um, Parenting Solutions. And she calls it a do-over and a make it right. Okay. And I have used this so much. If you don't want to give a consequence and come up with a darn consequence every single time, they're hard to come up with. Mm -hmm. So instead you say, well, let's have a do over. So the child is yelling at the other child and you go, honey, we don't do that in this house. That is not a loving thing. I know you're laughing. Um, we don't do this no, and that I, in this house. We try I, to be kind. Is that yes, better? I love it. All right. I love it. Perfect. We are kind. Okay. Because if you don't connect it to character. No, I love it. I love it. I think <laughs> the, the connect, like my takeaway so far is connecting it to character. Yeah. Because like you want to make it intrinsic. Mm-hmm. You Absolutely. don't want the child to always depend on you to say, mom, was that okay or not? They yeah. should feel it on the inside. Mm-hmm. Yep. And say, this is not good. And they have to connect with that feeling. Thank you. Okay. Boy, All right. Go ahead. That was really good. Um, so when you learn. Mm-hmm. You say, let's have a do-over, and then they go and they say, um, go go ahead and, uh, I forgot where, where I was, but they've just yelled at their, okay, okay. they've yelled at their sibling, uh-huh. and now they have a do-over so they can use a nicer tone. That does work like magic. Okay. I mean, I love yep. telling children, now that sounded very harsh. Do you want to try again? We want to try again. Yep. And then they get feeling better because they've done it right. You're looking for them to feel better about doing it right. So, anecdotally speaking, mm-hmm. Let's say when you look at a child and you either say, hey, that wasn't kind. Do mm-hmm. you want to do it again? Yeah, well, not do you want to do it again? Let's, let's do it again. Let's do it again. So yeah. you're not giving them the option. No. You're telling. So that's basically their consequence. Their consequence that's is it. slowing life down for a second, not going on to do what they were going to go do. Mm-hmm. They've, they're they're going to they're gonna redo it mm-hmm. and they're going to stand there and figure it out and do it correctly. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. I have another anecdote for you. Mm-hmm. Um, two boys are upstairs. Mom says, come down the stairs and we'll go out for dinner. Okay. But you can't come downstairs until you clean your room. 
Okay. So both of them get in like a, you know, Tasmanian devil whirling and, and they whirl and twirl and they get it done. And then they both come downstairs, but one of them comes down faster than the other and knocks his brother into the wall with his elbow so that he that can get down That never first. happens in our never, house. Never. Never. Okay. okay. So realistically, it can happen with, with other families, not with yours. No, no, no. I have two. My oldest two are two boys that are 20 months apart. So, I mean, <laughs> that exact that exact example, other than going out to dinner because we don't go out to dinner because we have so many children, um, <laughs> so is is about is about on par to what happens. Okay. okay. So, so the two the two kids come down the steps one one kid one mm-hmm. boy mm-hmm. and it can be a girl um knocks into the uh, so mm-hmm. he get down for and the you know what the mom says she says tony i don't care as much about getting to dinner on time as i do about how you show love for your brother that was very unkind it was very unloving. I know you just laugh. No, at me. I love it. it. I love works. it. I love it. it I mean, these no, I know. Abs- so absolutely, I love that. No, I'm laughing. And so here's I'm the laughing redo. because I'm trying to figure out what I would have said in that moment. I can't wait. And it was not probably what you okay. just said. So she says, uh-huh. "I care more about you showing love for your brother uh-huh. and being kind to your brother than I do about getting." To- so she's already sacrificing getting to dinner on time. Uh-huh. It's like I don't care because relationship. We have mm-hmm. a lot. Okay, here's a great uh-huh. quote. Yeah. We have a lot on our plate. Mm-hmm. Relationship is the plate. Yep. I 100% agree with okay. that. Okay. Yep. So she says, I want you to go back. This is the do over. Mm-hmm. She says, I want you to go back upstairs mm-hmm. and I want you to come back down and your brother's going to get in the car first and he's going to get to call shotgun or whatever. Okay. So, you know, easy, quick. Yeah. But she made him go back up and then come down. He didn't win yeah. by shoving his brother. So yeah. that's that's what a learning moment is. You can do a do over. You can do a make it right. You can say. But you have to address it. Yeah. Well. You probably 60% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to keep you from No, I love it. A lot I of love anxiety it. From just, no, 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 I like it. I yeah, like you, it. it is good if you can address it. And then here's the hard part is the one reason I love being a family uh-huh. life coach is because I also, my parents always feel better after talking to me because they've learned to talk to themselves, to have couch time at the end of the day, 15 minutes that they... With adults two adults okay just kind of going over the day and kind of saying okay i'm gonna put my device down i'm gonna see how you're doing i'm not gonna give you advice i'm just gonna kind of say did it go okay with Catherine today okay and mom says it went terribly with Catherine. and dad does not say well why didn't you do this Mm -hmm. why didn't you do that he's just there to say tell me more okay and if you can model that kind of thing in front of your children then they will learn to turn to each other and say you must be angry and that is the only way that you can be able to do that is to get your own bandwidth. And mm-hmm. bandwidth comes from doing things that fill you up, uh-huh. fill up your emotional bank account. Mm-hmm. So if you can teach, I, and my husband and I have had this conversation, I would say, honey, I don't really want advice now. Or mm-hmm. he would say, uh, Susan, I don't think this is about the shoes that I left on the floor. I think this is about something that just happened yeah. yesterday. And I'd mm-hmm. say, yeah, it really is. Yeah. So he's willing to connect with me first before he gets mad at me for yeah. correcting him but or I whatever. But I feel like those are very, very healthy. You can tools. get there. Everybody. Yeah, can. and I mean everybody can get there. But mm-hmm. I think that you have to want to get there. Like, and you Thank have you. to realize the value of getting there. Um, I think a lot of people are walking around that are not incredibly healthy and then we're building these families and everything is kind of snowballing on it's itself. It's so true. It's um, so true. And if they can read they mm-hmm. are adult books, the mm-hmm. whole brain child, present moment parent. If the children yeah, so can give see me the some, feeling yeah, books. Some resources. They all learn. I know you mentioned yeah. some books when you first yeah. came in here. Do you have favorites? 
um, that you would recommend? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, let me also say that I just finished with a, a client. Um, uh, I only have to meet four to six times for them to get their parenting bag full. Okay. their toolkit full. But that's because we also deal with the social emotional piece. Mm-hmm. And if they can improve their more healthier way of looking at things, like you say, mm-hmm. then they can use these tools and everything gets more calm and mm-hmm. not perfect. Every, there's still a lot of, you know, there's always going to be crying and stuff, but they, these particular people said, I'm going to write you a testimonial that says, Working on our parenting has given us more respect and more intentionality about how we parent. So I'm not just going through the journey. Mm -hmm. They both said it just helped us appreciate every day with our kids to the point where we go, I'm going to intentionally try to develop this in our children and that in our children. Mm -hmm. And he said, before we started thinking this way, we were just going through the motions. We were just trying to get through the day. And that is where we miss so much Mm -hmm. and it's so easy to do because we're just trying to get through the day. Mm -hmm. So if you can put things like checklists for your Mm -hmm. children to go by things that will help them to plan and deal with emotions Mm -hmm. for themselves and all of those things, you get a lot of help from your family. Yeah. I mean, then you have a better time in parenting. I remember like when I first became a parent, I, and I mean, who knows where this all came from, but you know, I was, I wasn't really hung up, but I was kind of like, you know, I want my kids to be good at sports or I want my kids to be, you know, this or that. Um, and then our life has kind of taken this beautiful shift that has probably been a little bit led by my husband who had a very different childhood than me. But, you know, we built this business. We live on a farm. We homeschool our kids. And suddenly wow, the things that great. bring me joy are the moments where they do have those character moments mm-hmm. or those moments where mm-hmm. I've really like realize that they're acting the way they are because we've demonstrated it for them. Beautiful. And those are the moments that I'm like, I feel the most success in parenthood. And once you start feeling like you said that bucket, like once you start feeling those little moments, it does, it it does fill your bucket and it does, it it does make it all start to feel a little bit less chaotic and a little bit more intentional maybe. Exactly. And the more intentional you are, the more forethought you have and the more ability you are to say, have to say, um, Hun, I know you. Um, <clears throat> I know you kicked the dog, mm-hmm. and I know why you did it. And we're going to deal with with that later. You're going to be doing some things that take care of the dog. Mm-hmm. But, honey, I'm so proud of you for pulling back and for telling me about it. Mm-hmm. So you try to always shape the behavior by saying, "This is the thing you did that was mm-hmm. good. This got you pulled up out of that limbic hijack." Yeah. Um, can we talk a little bit about consequences? Are there mm-hmm. positive consequences? <laughs> like where, where, like you just said, you kicked the dog. You're going to be doing some things later to mm-hmm. take care of the dog. I mm-hmm. love that. I Let's hadn't make even it right. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about that being because you know so many people are like you know you're grounded or go to your room or go to timeout. <laughs> like I sometimes struggle, especially in those like very, very chaotic moments of a mm-hmm. loud household of finding the proper consequence for an action. Does it need to be done exactly after the action happens? Does that make sense? It's or? hard to do that, but okay. it's best. Like if okay. your child is like, and this is all in the learning part, the okay. CAL. So okay, cool. Exactly so we're right. like still in the, in the right place. <laughs> we're That's still good. in the acronym. I love it. Um, you teach a child that your consequences, once you've agreed on them, if you've got older children, go ahead and let them help you with the consequence. Okay. You know, but if it's something like, um, throwing the sand out of the sandbox, mm-hmm. then no, they don't get play with get to play with the sandbox and they lose their time with their friend and they have to do something else. Right. That's an immediate consequence. Mm-hmm. Um, but if if you if you make it into timeout, mm-hmm. a, a lot of people say, well, I'm just going to make you sit there in the in the chair and think about how you could have made a better decision. 
Mm-hmm. What do you think that child's thinking while he's in the chair? Uh... I don't know. Does it mess up his unconditional love? Mommy's doesn't oh. love me. Mommy's disappointed in me. It it's it could be. It could be. It's it's mostly it's it's mostly I wanted to get out of this dang chair and I hate my world right now. Yeah. You know, I I they they can't you you've, what you've done by putting them in timeout without helping them have tools to calm themselves down mm-hmm. is you said you got to think there you got to sit there and think about how bad you are. Yeah. And that's not, that's not guilt. That's shame. Shame is like, I'm a bad person. Okay. I hate this. I hate my sister for getting me in trouble. Where does that come from? Unfortunately, it's human nature. Okay. <laughs> because what we try to do is we, we always, there is it's Brene Brown's yeah. best thing uh-huh. is that we want to live wholehearted lives, mm-hmm. but we keep thinking we're not good enough. Yeah. And we learn through uh, shaming like um, people who spank their children. Uh, mm-hmm. And I understand a little pop on the bottom when they're two or three, but mm-hmm. I talk to people who spank their nine-year-old boy. Oof. That's humiliating. That's yeah. shaming. And if we do things like that, we are not saying I respect you as a human being mm-hmm. and I can find other ways to, to make you uh, make it right or understand that this is not acceptable in our house. So shaming is just something that is a very useful tool and mm-hmm. we feel it ourselves sometimes and we put it in our children. Yeah. So I'm not a th- therapist, so yeah, can't go too much into yeah, that. No, but I Brene just, Brown's great But on it, that. it's interesting to watch. Like, I mean, I'm not saying I'm a great parent. I'm not saying I'm a bad parent, but there are moments where... S- it's almost like it, it happened in an age with each kid. So I know it's probably not a hundred percent our parenting. It might be something that just starts to kick in where mm-hmm. like I will discipline them or there will be a consequence or there'll be a conversation or I will tell them in some way that I'm disappointed in them, which I probably could do a better job of in terms of my wording. Well, but, disappointed but, with the choice they make. Yeah. Not in them. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but their reaction is I'm the worst person ever yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And like for me, that was always such a, like punch in the gut as a parent. And I'm like, where did they get that from? Yeah. All I've ever done is love them and yeah. da, 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 da. But I think some of it must be a little human nature as the brain develops, <laughs> trying to figure out the difference between making a bad decision and being a bad person. There, there you go. That's the difference between guilt and shame. Yeah. Guilt is I did something bad and I can fix it. Yeah. Shame is I am a bad person and I'll always be. And yeah. My parents hate so it's me. just teaching them the difference. Teaching that. them the difference. Yeah. 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 I've had so many parents say my kid is perfect at school, but they come home mm-hmm. and they're crazy. Yeah. And that's because you're very safe. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> you're very safe yep. and they know that they can let it out with you. But what they're looking for is a connection mm-hmm. that if you make into more of a positive connection than mm-hmm. a negative connection, like in other words, they don't have to scream and cry to get your attention. Yep. You're going to grab them when they come home and you're going to say, let's sit down for five minutes and talk about your day mm-hmm. or talk about your toy or whatever. And you find ways to connect and fill their bucket. Then they can go off like your Catherine did. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, so move on. Yeah. So I, <laughs> actually for the listeners, she yep. wasn't telling me to move on in a bad way. Um, <laughs> move on is my last one. C-A-L-M. And move on is something we parents tend to not do. We tend to kind of say, now, Johnny, if you hadn't done that, then everything would be better. Or if you had done what I said, or I told you so, mm-hmm. and all of that just drills in them that they are shameful and they're awful. Mm-hmm. And what we should do is just move on and say, now. Your consequences paid up. Mm-hmm. You did really good with washing the with with shampoo and the dog. Yep. It looks great. Good yep. for you. I hope you feel good about it because you showed a lot of love. Mm-hmm. Let's go to dinner. Love it. Move on because there will be many other chances. Yeah. And can we talk about how 
when we feel like we have not done the calm or not handled something correctly, we should probably move on as well and just do it right the next time. Is yeah. And there's answer? nothing wrong with apologizing to your child. Absolutely. And yeah. that, I mean, that's a very powerful thing mm-hmm. and choose those mm-hmm. very carefully. You yep. don't want to be submissive and permissive and yep. all of that. But, you know, if you feel like, you know, you've blamed him for something he really wasn't mm-hmm. um, to be blamed for or whatever, or maybe you yelled mm-hmm. when we yell at our children and we're going to do it, mm-hmm. they learn that yelling is okay. And yep. they try to yell back because they have to do something called equilibrium. They, mm-hmm. if you yell, they yell, then you yell out and they yell, yell. It, you know, it's just an escalation uh, of things. But if you can just um, move on and just say, I am so sorry I yelled at you, you know, uh, and then maybe go ahead and use your feelings and say, I was feeling really frustrated because my boss did this Mm -hmm. or um, I was late to that and it just made me feel like I was so helpless. Mm -hmm. Or have you ever felt um, devastated by something? Use Mm -hmm. these wonderful words and let them begin using them and name it to name it. Mm -hmm. I love it. Cool. Any last takeaways for everybody? (laughs) I feel like I've talked on and on. No, it's been fantastic. I mean, Mm. I think that these are such like, it's such an important thing to learn because I think when we start, like I said before, when we start being able to connect with our kids, Mm -hmm. um, it kind of changes parenthood a bit because it it almost allows you to kind of be in the journey with them and not necessarily always be leading them I mean you're leading them but when you're together with somebody in something it's almost like I don't know it takes some of the chaos away and it makes it a little bit more intentional I feel like I guess if I had to leave something I would say that I messed up as a parent too please know that I did not know all this stuff until I studied like a crazy person. Yeah. Um, starting about 2012 I got really into social emotional learning and um, one thing I realized was that I missed something about my oldest daughter And it was very painful to realize that. And she, uh, at one point, she's grown now. She's Mm -hmm. 32. And she's loving and she's generous. But um, we will always have certain things that we can't really connect on because it's still a little bit painful. And I think what it was was presence. I was a mover and a shaker. I was always trying to check off those boxes, make sure they had a really great birthday party, made mm-hmm. sure they had all these kids over, made sure that this was right and that was right. And I didn't just, when I, when I would see her and have a feeling that maybe she was getting a little down, I could have gone into her bedroom and sat with her in a bed mm-hmm. and said, tell me about it and let mm-hmm. her cry and be yeah. okay and not have to have the answers. Can I ask um, so that's, that's how one thing you realized you. that that had happened? As I got older, I saw these things and I saw them coming out in her and she was growing and uh-huh. I was growing. I believe in therapy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Make sure you start a bank account to you know pay for your children's therapist. <laughs> um, but it's, it's really so well done nowadays. Yeah. Therapy is so balanced. And when you have therapy, you learn how to have the same vocabulary with your family. Mm-hmm. So we got on the same vocabulary, to tell you the truth. That's awesome. And we were able to talk. And I also let her be an adult. I never had my children, you know, st- I mean, it was like 21 yeah. You you were paying for this and you're paying for that. And they found a way. Yeah. But she, at one point, uh, I'll call her Lucy. <laughs> Lucy, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that I was not um, there for you when I could have been more present. And she put her hand over mine and she said, Mom, you did the best with what you knew. Wow. Did she go to she therapy as well? Yes. Okay. <laughs> this is an ad for therapy. <laughs> oh no! Um, don't worry. That's what that's what Lindy and I are talking so about funny. in the next episode. Is actually is we're it? Gonna, yeah, we're gonna cut it up because she started she started 
she started about, I don't know, probably two years ago. And then I caught on about a year ago. Um, but it's a very, it's very interesting and it has completely changed the way I parent my children and really? hopefully is going to have a larger impact on well, remember. their, yeah. But I love you the fact that too. so much of this came from kind of embracing your own vulnerability and your own mistakes. Thank you. And That's sweet. I kind of wish we had started there. So hopefully everybody <laughs> is still listening to this podcast because I think it is such an important takeaway that we're not all supposed to have this, but I think the one responsibility we do have to our kids is try to get as healthy as possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. cause a lot of this stuff becomes a lot easier. Um, I feel like once you're kind of more in tune to your inner self, it's and all your true about self. learning. And yeah. you know, if I had taken that mistake I made and said, I'm a terrible mom, which mm-hmm. I went through a stage of saying, yeah, absolutely. then I wouldn't have grown. Yeah. You just have to know everything's a learning. And now you're trying to help other moment. people. I am. And that is incredible. And I love that. <laughs> Yay. Thank you so much for coming. I appreciate it. It was super. You're so much fun to talk to. Oh, thank you. Thanks.